Good evening from the bowels of the Horror Press estate, and welcome to a new episode of the Horror Press Podcast, a podcast brought to you by HorrorPress.com. My name is James Michael, and I'm the curator of all things Horror Press. As always, this show aims to bring you the latest horror news you may have missed or overlooked, a place to quickly cover the happenings of the horror world, whether that's studio announcements, movie releases, or box office numbers, as well as some light genre discussion. Today I'm joined by resident writer at Horror Press and a long-term personal friend of mine, Alex Warwick. Hey, Alex. Hi, thanks for having me back. How are you doing? I'm good. I haven't been here since... It's been a while since you've been here. Yeah, I was here at your um, 1.0 version that you The 1.0 podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So, what have you been up to? Uh, Not too much, just taking in what I can in the horror sphere amid all the strikes and everything like that, but... Some of that seems to be ending. It's so, crazy that we're going to be time. having like our top tens for the year soon. I know it. Everything the summer flew by in like two seconds. It's, I can't believe yeah. it's October almost. Did we get that much horror over the summer? Um, I don't know. We had the Nun, obviously, but that was just that's still new. Um, we had the Last Voyage of Demeter. I did not see that. Did you? I didn't see it either. No, that flopped. It, it, it went like straight to video on demand yeah. in like two days. Yeah, I think it um, did. I don't know. Yeah, I know this, it did really bad in the UK, or they pulled it from theaters in the UK very quick. Also, the title—if you don't know what it's about—why would you have any inkling that that's anything having to do with horror or Dracula? Yeah, and plus, it didn't help that it was basically just like a monster movie, not the Dracula that we really know. Yeah. When did um the Nicolas Cage one come out? That was technically in the summer, right? Or no? No, I think Renfield was like in April around there. Oh, okay. It may have come out on like Peacock or something. Early summer. Late spring. Mm-hmm. So we have a release date for VHS. It's coming out October 6th, exclusively on Shudder. Have you had a chance to take a look at that trailer? Yeah, I watched the new one. It looks really good. It looks better than the last one. Yeah, I'm hoping that in this one we don't have like weird comedy type found footage. Yeah, it was. Well, that started with the third one. I couldn't even finish that one. Viral. I don't think I finished viral either, but I, did I didn't, like I, I kind of like the, the last one that just came out. I think that one was 99. Was that? It's crazy that we've had like, I think in, seven, seven of them already. Well, in the past three years, they just keep coming out, which is crazy because when they first came out, it was like almost like this strange thing that not everybody knew about. And now we're just getting them every year. Yeah. VHS one and two were like top tier radar very like highly ranked horror movies i love Mm -hmm. vhs1 Mm -hmm. that crazy succubus girl going i love you yes well um what's his name i read that david bruckner is doing one for this new one and he did that one that was a fun one Mm -hmm. i I also really like the haunted house at the end of it yes 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 and then um halloween this that was the second one right with the the cult yeah that was very good. They were like in Malaysia or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like but that. the new one, 
The new one looks good, though. I um, I read that it got uh, it was at Fantastic Fest and it got a lot yeah, of good feedback. A lot of people liked it. The mm. one that scared the crap out of me the most, and you probably already know which one I'm going to say, is the alien one. <laughs> yes. When they're having like a sleepover and the aliens just show up, and that that one terrified me. That is like my number one nightmare. Yeah, that was really well done too, because it was just very chaotic, and then because they're also short, it was just over before you knew what could even happen. And the dog dies. Like the little Yorkie. Mm-hmm. Do you remember it's getting like beamed up and it like drop gets dropped? Yeah. <laughs> um, but Hail Ratna. Oh. Yeah, that was another really good one. I think that one was, was that? That was 94? I think so. 99 was fun, but it was more fun than scary. Yeah, I, I like 99. I got to see it last year at Brooklyn Horror. So anyway, that was like a cool experience. That had the one with the girl who's buried alive. Yeah, that was good. That, I, I remember. They were biting off of Dracula in that. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they do the same exact thing in Dracula. I think season the, one they did that. The Bully Brothers were consultants on that. I heard. So our next bit of news, Chucky season three is releasing in two parts, most likely because of the strike. So we're going to get like a first batch releasing in October and then the second batch in 2024. That's good. I'm excited. I just started season two a little while ago. I know you started it recently, too. Yeah, I I love Chucky so much, but they didn't have season two available on, to stream until. Oh, like I know we were ago. we were both tweeting about it. We I just randomly would think about it and tweet at Peacock and be like, "Hey, girl, what are you doing? Like, I want to watch yeah. your show." I don't get it, especially because season one premiered the day after, basically after every episode when it was on Sci Fi and USA or Sci Fi. What other channels? Yeah, I think Sci-Fi it was and USA. Yeah. And then season two was just like forgotten about, but then Shudder got season one. And I mm-hmm. figured like, oh, now that season one is on Shudder, season two will show up on Peacock, but it never happened. Yeah, that was really weird, especially if you want to build up momentum. It's like no one's talking about your show because I can't watch it. Yeah, especially like with season three coming out, like how are you going to watch season three before seeing season two? Yeah, but like, I luckily they released it. I know I've been thoroughly enjoying it. It's. It's really leaning into how ridiculous it is. It really is. It's it's if if you're not like a seasoned fan, it's kind of hard to keep up with it. But mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous. It's so much fun. It really just plays up the camp factor. Uh, like when I saw um, in one of the episodes I recently watched, it was like a previously on Chucky, and it showed clips from Seed of Chucky. Like that's how deep this show goes. That movie came out in two thousand four. Yeah. The only problem that I have when I recommend Chucky, like the TV series, I always have to like recommend being up to date on the movies just because if you haven't watched like Cult of Chucky or Curse of Chucky or Seed or Bride, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of overwhelming. Mostly you can get stuff... away with season one of Chucky, but not season two. Yeah, especially um, most of the stuff with Fiona Dorf and all that, that I still don't sometimes I get confused even still. So, and I've seen those movies. So yeah, if you haven't seen those, you're going to be very confused. Well, with the Jennifer Tilly stuff, it's so fucking meta. 
Mm-hmm. I love it's it. like hard to wrap your head around, but yeah, it's it's really fun. I know it's you really you watch Housewives, but you don't watch Beverly Hills, and I personally was gagged when they had Sutton Strack, Housewives of Beverly Hills, and Jennifer Tilly, real life BFF, in the episode. <laughs> I wonder if they're actually friends in real life. And that no, was, they, they just, oh no, they are. I've seen them for years on Instagram. Wow, they're I truly no friends. Mm-hmm. That was great. That the. That episode was so good. What was it? Like Murder on Denial or something? Murder on Denial. Yeah. Which was a good timing because I watched that the day before I saw the new um, Haunting in Venice. So it was a good tie-in. How was that? I need to see that. It was good. Those movies aren't my favorites because they're a little dry for me sometimes. But this one really leaned into the spookiness. It was filmed well, the cinematography. Was it or was it just like a murder mystery? It's still ultimately a murder mystery, but it has horror elements that are somewhat unexplained so you can go along with it it looked really good i just i didn't have time to see it and yeah it's I'm a sure fun watch be on streaming very soon oh yeah definitely all right so what are your thoughts on halloween being shopped around do you think we should let Michael Myers rest? Well, they definitely need to let Laurie Strode rest. They cannot do that anytime soon. That needs to be done. But you can just always have a good slasher moment. Um, also, if it's truly just the Halloween name, they can do what they were trying to do for three and just make it an anthology. They definitely need to let Laurie Strode rest. I was so hoping in that last one that we would get like a new generation Lori's daughter. And I think Connor being like the new final girl and Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. That's what I was hoping they were going to do, but they didn't give us that. Well, they did have an ending. At least it it did end, but what they could do, there is a final girl in the mix. Uh, They love to retcon stuff. Danielle Harris. It's crazy because we're, we're like Mm -hmm. in the middle of having Friday the 13th come back and now it looks like they also want to do like a reboot for Halloween. Because we're due for the A24 version and whoever is the other one that's going to be doing the movie. The A24 is going to be a reboot of the movie? I think the A24 one is going to be a prequel that takes place at Camp Crystal Lake. That's oh, a TV okay. Series. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're yeah, doing a TV that. series. And I think the movie is going to be done by the original guy that made the first movie, I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but um, it's I'm I'm hoping that the A twenty four series is going to be good and not like weird. Well, if it's anything like A twenty four, it'll be weird, visually interesting, and it won't have a very defined ending. <laughs> well, like all I want is for Pamela Voorhees to be running around murdering people. That's all I want. That I would watch if it's it's like Serial Mom with Pamela Voorhees. Yeah, that's what I want. I want Serial Mom with Pamela Voorhees. Yes, for yes, sure. yes. Have you like, ever been to that? That's all they have to give me. Have you been to the um, in New Jersey? How they have you can go on tours of Camp Crystal no, Lake. No, but I see that they're always promoting it. Like I think it's like Lake Nobi No Soco or something like that. And um, I just I haven't gone. It's kind of like far. I think it's like two hours from me. Yeah, it's more North Jersey. We're not really from there. But um, yeah. it gets booked. 
So if you ever do want to go, you need to do that in advance. And I would never do that in the summer. I would never do it like in the spring. Like it's got to be cold. Like I'm like not right around outdoors. now. Yeah. Yeah. Right I'm around not now. Doing none of this outdoorsy shit in the heat. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't wanna, you, you mean you don't want to reenact the movies? No. Oh, you know what? What else we can talk about? The fact that Evil Dead is basically being taken offline after like less than six months of being around. Oh yes. No, it's been out for more than six months. I don't think so. I think it's it's definitely less than a year. I thought it came out last summer. Twenty twenty two. I don't think so, but the fact that they're basically taking it offline. Yeah. It's such a shame. Like, why does everyone think they could just do like a Dead by Daylight type game? That's what people do. They just copy what's good. But um, I don't know. I'm not somebody for online games that much. I do like the Dead by Daylight here and there. I got it free on PlayStation Plus, so I just mess around with it. Uh, it's fun, but it's not really like my type of game. And we have we have uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That's basically another Dead by Daylight clone. We have Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well, currently. I don't know. Whenever I see these games, I always just think, like, they're throwaway games. They're not meant to, like, stick yeah. around. In six months, they're going to be gone. They're disposable. Yeah, because it's also there's no hook. There's no storyline. Whereas something like, um, what's that called? Destiny. That, you know, they release. I don't play that, but they release all those expansions. There's lore, stories. With these, it's just kind of a one-off. So if Dead by Daylight has everything you could want in a game these are just like going to keep people's attention for five minutes texas chainsaw massacre they were very upfront that they only licensed the first movie mm-hmm. so right there we're trapped in a very limited atmosphere limited characters whereas dead by daylight is just constantly just eating other franchises they just added alien how yeah. how can these new th- games compete with it they can't like, they can't why would there's... you start texas chainsaw massacre and limit it to just the first movie exactly because there is a lot of weird shit in texas chainsaw massacre that you could go on i mean you could have there's the second one which is just insanity tons tons of final girls tons of different Uh uh, leather faces yeah i mean hello i i would buy it if they just announced they were releasing like a jessica biel one like oh my god yeah (laughs) And and all the characters look straight out of like an Abercrombie and Fitch catalog. All yes, yes, yes. And then um, the drag one, the yeah. next generation. Hello, but it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, maybe maybe they'll get the rights to another one, but I don't think so. It's not gonna. To be honest, I haven't seen anybody talking about it besides kind of like the horror sphere, and I felt like that died off already too. Yeah, it's always very hot for like a month and then after that it dies down evil dead 2 was super popular and then it just disappeared mm-hmm. i actually did buy that and i played it a little bit it was fun but again i don't do online that much yeah it, w- it was very one-sided it felt like and then at least evil dead had a single player mode that was really hard really hard. oh uh, yeah 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 i would play a single player just non-online evil dead game that'd be pretty cool I would too, especially like if, if you watch the TV series, there's a lot there that I think they could do justice with as yeah. a video game. Don't think they would, they, it would have to be a bigger studio probably to give it the proper budget. Yeah. But Evil Dead tried. They added tons of characters. They added Ruby, who was played by Lucy Lawless. 
Like, they tried. I don't know what happened. I did look on Reddit, actually, after that was announced, and a lot of people were saying they didn't, I guess, change them up with the game as much. Like, they didn't add new modes or anything, so maybe that was a problem. Maybe. I know my struggle with the game, I don't, I don't know what it is about it, but I could not see anything. Nothing. <laughs> and I'm 36 years old. Squinting at the TV screen was just not fun. And the game was just too damn dark. I would raise the brightness. I just couldn't see. And I think that was just the whole point of the game is that it's supposed to feel dark. And I hated it. Couldn't do it. Mm. Wait, did you hear about the screen game? Potentially I rumors did. And I think they would do such a good job. Oh, yes. I if that comes out, I will be buying that day one. I would just hope that we get like a, a unique story. Like, like no let snow. Let it not be based on a movie. I just want yeah. them to do their own thing. As long as it's like, not their own thing like the TV show on MTV because that was not well, good. Well, they better get the mask. If they don't get the yeah. rights to the mask. Then we, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. Don't bother. But if it's true and they're really making that, that would be amazing. Especially because of those games that's so based on choice. Maybe they can even alternate who the killers are depending on what's going on you know what i mean yeah especially like you don't know who the killer is mm -hmm. so like it could be any of the main cast that you're playing with the only thing how would you do that because those games do rely on you being able to accidentally whoopsie kill anybody in the cast so you there's going to be people that have plot armor if they're the killer maybe I don't know. I would so play that game because I love their games. Mm -hmm. I played Until Dawn 1 and 2, and they were both great. I still haven't played much of The Quarry. I still have to do it. I own it, but I only played a little bit. It's so good. I, I would stopped. replay. I think I want to replay Until Dawn 1 again. Yeah, that was good. I Yeah, when that came out, I stayed up all night one night like playing through it. It was so good. It felt like you were actually playing a horror movie. So you you went to Halloween Horror Nights. Yes. We'll just get right into it. I just got back from Halloween Horror Nights as well, but I only did Orlando. Mm -hmm. How did you enjoy it? I, so, at least for me, when I went to the Hollywood one, I went, I think the second day it, like, had been going on. I didn't feel like the vibes were as good. I don't know, like the scare zones and everything like that were just... Well, I know the scare zones in Hollywood are not as good as the ones in Orlando. So that didn't hit there for me. But overall, it's still fun to me. I get scared. I get, I'm very jumpy. So it's still fun. I am too. Like, I don't understand these people that go into haunted houses trying to act all tough. Like, the whole point is to get scared and jump and laugh. Yeah. I did find out a new trick, though, how to not get so scared. If you whip out your phone and start taking pictures or video i just like it was like a wall there and i just didn't get as scared oh i think i would still get scared <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i usually go every year because my birthday is in late mm -hmm. september so um i have seen like the differences of when you time it and if you go in early september it's not as good because they're still putting Getting things used to, together yeah going through the motions like trying to get it going yeah, and if you go in October, I feel like they got their acts together, but it's so much busier. 
Oh, definitely. So That's why I went um, just like two weeks ago. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. And I know that Orlando, they announced today that basically they're completely sold out for the rest of the season. Really? Crazy. Yeah. Oh, wow. The Stay and Scream is completely sold out. The Frequent Fear Pass is completely sold out. And the Express Passes are completely sold out. The only thing they have is ind- individual day tickets, like, for the day of. That's crazy. And normally that won't happen until, like, mid-October. This is the first year in September that it's happened. I blame the internet. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody just wants the videos and to post stuff and everyone it's like obsessed but i'm like a crazy planner for like florida shit and i was caught off guard this year because normally i went on a sunday night so i figured the crowds would be smaller i went in september so it wouldn't be so crazy i did like getting there early and literally the moment i got online it was already at like 200 plus minutes for stranger things four yeah which Uh, is insane well, at the Hollywood one, the entire night, Chucky was two to three hours. I did get on it at the end because, you know, at the end, everyone's starting to go home and you just kind of pop through. But yeah, the, some of the some of the lines are like, why would you even do You're wasting your whole night. I, if it weren't for that, I don't know. I don't know how people do it. Like you're paying $100, $200 to get in. Mm-hmm. And- with two-hour lines, you can only do, like, three or four houses. Thank God for Express Pass. Well, um, for anybody that's going to the L.A. one, you definitely, definitely, definitely do the one. It's only, like, 10 to $15, depending on the day. You can go early and, at, like, add 10 to $15 to your ticket. And at 5.30, you're allowed to start going in the lower lot into the houses, which is The Last of Us, Stranger Things, The Exorcist, and Holidays in Hell. And we went on all four of those in an hour and a half. Those are like the big ones. Yeah, exactly. And we actually met up with friends that came at the regular time. And we were like, oh, we already went on four of them. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. How did you it. think the, the Last of Us was? So I didn't know going into it before I got there that it was based on the video game. So I was pretty gagged that that was a thing. Cause did you like that better? Like, would you have yes. preferred if it was based on the HBO show? No, I like the game way better. Yeah. Um and the so the one in Hollywood, they the whole thing was this part in the sewers from the game that is not in the show, which was one of my main gripes with the show. They kind of like just ignored all the scary parts of the game. And it was really good. There was a little some of the sets were a little samey, but the whole walkthrough of it was really cool with the Joel and Ellie and the voiceover. They I think they got the real um, actors for that to do the voiceover, at least. They may have because maybe that's why they went with the the PlayStation version Mm -hmm. because they were able to license it. Yeah. Versus like getting Pedro Pascal. Yeah, definitely. But I I, I really liked it. It was it was a little funny seeing because usually when you go in these houses, you don't see the same characters over and over. So it was funny seeing like five different Ellie's because, you know, unless they have clones, it just has to be a different person every time. So it was a little funny seeing that. But it was it was good. The, The bloater was really cool it was like ripping some guy's neck out there was a bloater towards the end of the the attraction for me where he just popped out and then slowly kind of like made his way forward and then started running (laughs) and the lady in front of me screamed and ran because i honestly had no idea that he would just 
I normally they stop after a certain point, but this guy just ran towards us. Yeah, I I thought it was a very well done attraction. I really liked it. It was a good haunted house. Yeah. My favorite thing, though was Chucky. That was not my favorite. But it was I good. It was Chucky. cute. It was cute. So, did you when you went on the Chucky one? I was shocked at the size of him because I really thought he would be bigger. He was so small. And I don't know if it was just like the animatronics or the puppets that they were using, but he was so tiny. I didn't really notice that. It seemed fine over here. So tiny. Like, I don't know. In the show, when they're carrying him, he seems like a pretty, pretty big doll. And this, he was like this little tiny Cabbage Patch Kid. There was no Buff Chucky. No. There, I did there was see no Buff, Buff Chucky. Chucky I saw Buff was... Chucky in person. You did? At the gift shop, they had oh. a Chucky and a Tiffany and a Glenn Glenda doll, and it was Buff Chucky. Well, all we got was the corpse with the hole in his chest mm. from season two. See, that's cool. If you're a fan, it's cool to see the little moments when they like they had Devin Sawa and stuff like that, like getting electrocuted. But it just it didn't have like an, a through line for me. It was just kind of like, here, look at these moments from the show and the movies. Was Jake in your house? I don't think so. Have you ever noticed? I hope I don't get any like negative anything for this, but I swear Jake always looks like he's smelling a fart. <laughs> it's just constant. I, constant. I do have to say one of my main critiques with this show is Lexi carries and the other two kids they're, they they can't catch up to her. Well, Lexi's great. Yeah. I wish she stayed a little mean, even though I like that in season two when she meets the kid that was, like, her bully. Uh-huh. She, like, you get good old Lexi. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like to see her. She seems, like, blunted. But also, well, she, you know, I mean, she's a drug addict now. She's a... I mean, and everything that happened to them is so fucked up. I mean, when it... It makes sense. I don't know, but so yeah. yeah, I would just turn into an even more bitter, mean, miserable person <laughs> if all those things happened to me. Yeah, I guess they're trying to make her more relatable because I thought she was going to get killed off at some point in season one. So they kept her around. So I guess they have to make her relatable. It's insane because in season one, I hated at the start. I hated Lexi. Oh, of course. And somehow, like the evolution of this character, she turns into a very likable, fun character. Well, she kind of. She was like the Madison Montgomery of that show. Yeah. But then she yeah. kind of like has this character arc where she improves. Yeah. it's She does a really, really good job. I didn't think Junjun was going to die in season one. Oh, yeah. that See, that's what I love about the show. It, it leans into the fact that it's a slasher and it doesn't like pussyfoot around that. Like the Scream show, which never killed anybody. I only watched episode one when she asked Siri to call Pottery Barn. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I am obsessed with that scene. <laughs> Who Who's the girl, Bella Thorne, when she's yeah. like... Calling Pottery Barn. Calling Pottery Barn. I had that clip saved somewhere on my phone. <laughs> there was a moment where people were like, it's a great show. No. It had its I, moments I because I when else are you going to get like... You know, there's not a lot of slashers on television, so it had its moments, but overall it was not good. All right, so were there any other houses that stuck out to you? 
Well, my number one, if you read my ranking on horrorpress.com, is Holidays in Hell. I thought that was a lot of fun. We didn't have Holidays in Hell. Did you ever have it in Orlando? I don't think so. Because it's a repeat, actually. We had Killer Yeti, which I guess because of snow. That's the closest we got. Mm -hmm. We never really had Chucky either in Orlando. This is like the first time in forever that he's come to Orlando. I think for LA, too, it's probably because of the show. I Um, know that Chucky used to host the Killer Tram a long time ago in LA. Oh, that was before my time. I don't know that. But yeah, I really love the Holidays in Hell. It was very classic haunted house. It was interesting to see what they would do for every holiday. It was fun. It was scary. There was there's this part in there. Um, if you're not gonna go to the Hollywood one, if the listeners can't make it there, you have to watch it online because there's this part at the Halloween section where there's just like this EDM song of like a Halloween song. It's fucking amazing, actually. <laughs> like we were like going through like rocking our heads. It sounds like a lot of fun. I swear the LA houses are better. This is actually where the studio is, so it kind of makes sense. What else was there? Stranger Things. Stranger Things to me was the most like embarrassing out of all of them. Like the line was just so bad, so long, and the house was, you know, boring. Nothing well, really happened. For me, I liked it. Um the last time I did a Stranger Things house was in 2019 at Horror Nights. I missed the one. There was a I think maybe last year, or year before, um, it was like the ball from season three. Um, but I really liked it. It was the set design was amazing. It was just cool to look, walk through that and see Millie Bobby Brown doing psychic powers on Vecna. It wasn't scary, but it was fun. I think I only got to see Millie twice in the house. One was when she was like fighting Vecna or one in whatever lab they're at mm-hmm. and they had like this kind of cool special effect on his chest the way they do in the show like mm-hmm. she opens up the portal to the upside down um i don't know but after that i just felt kind of i don't know maybe it's because i'm just fatigued with stranger things yeah it could be they they like phone it in every year for the house they did a really good job too of the um i don't remember her name the cheerleader who dies in season four I was surprised that they even had her in the house. It, was, it looked cool, though. They had, like, the whole mouthpiece in her, so she looked all fucked yeah, up in the face. body was, like, all crumpled up in the ceiling. Yeah, I liked it. There was a random scene when they were just doing, like, a rock show. That wasn't like, here. I've seen... Yeah, no. Yeah. But th- there was... <laughs> I was laughing. <laughs> I was laughing, though, because there were parts where... Because it, Stranger Things is not that scary, they would almost have, like, the kids pop out from like the kids from the show pop out to scare you in their Halloween costumes. And I was like, Oh no, it's Sadie sink. I'm so scared. Like she's coming (laughs) down the steps. I think there was a part where someone was screaming dusty buns. Like, and that was, that was like the scary part. She's an actor. An actor was yelling. that. I'm, I'm almost a hundred percent positive that one of the, the scare scenes was like someone screaming dusty buns because I think, there was a scene after the rock show because the whole room is the rock show. Yeah. Eddie and Dusty, Dustin are like on the stage. And then after the room directly after that, Dusty is like wrestling, I think, with the bat. Oh, sultry. Yeah. <laughs> there was no Steve and 
Harrington. I, I think they Steve. Have. I don't remember his last name. I, yeah. I don't think we got to see him at all in the house. I think he popped up in the LA one, but yeah, it was fun though. I like the set design mostly about it. And I'm surprised. Did you get any Kate Bush at all? No. No. But what we did get that you didn't get was poop smells in the oh, Exorcist. That's right. I didn't get any poop in the Exorcist. You're lucky. You're I very lucky. I kind of wanted the poop. Like, no, give me the poop. No, you think it's fun until you experience it because it's stuck in my nostrils for the rest of the house. I, I couldn't get it out. I think I even was in a line. Like afterwards, I had like a flashback. I thought I smelled shit somewhere, but it was just there. That house, surprisingly, the house kind of scared me a little bit, only because the demon or whatever was legit scary. It looks really cool. I hope it looks like that in the movie because it, it, it looks cool. He has like this crescent horn and he would just like a third eye come out of like the closet from the dark. Mm-hmm. It was freaky. Yeah, I really I like that house. It was cool, except for the poop smell. I, I don't like I can't even imagine where the poop smell should have happened. The only thing I can think of is there was a room where there was like smears on the mirror that spelled out mother. Like, was it written out with poop? No, I think it was barn. I'm not really oh, sure. I don't think we had a barn. Like you walk through like this weird. I don't know if it was like Latin country or in Brazil. Mm hmm. And it was just like, I don't know. Like, is that where the poop smell was at? No, it was. I, it. I think it genuinely looked like a barn. I don't know what it was. Maybe, maybe there's a barn in the house that they all live in in the movie. I'm not sure. But it was intense and it was unnecessary. But it was there. Now, what you didn't see that they had here was the Latin America monsters. That was good. There was a house. Yeah, it was called the Monsters of Latin America. That sounds cool, but no, we didn't get that. It was very cool. It it was like Guillermo del Toro made all the monsters. It was very cool. It didn't really have a storyline, but it was really cool. I would have loved that. I think two or three years ago, Orlando had like a, a Latin-themed haunted house. Mm-hmm. Or I think it was like Chupacabra-themed. Mm. I think they had that here too, actually. Yeah, the Latin America was cool. There, I, there was these guys behind me in line. Um, well, not in line, throughout the house that... I guess they had done it before. And there's this part where one of the guys, the actors rips out the spine of like a prop person. And they were chanting when we went into that room, they were like, rip the spine, rip the spine. (laughs) (laughs) And he he looked at them and did it. It was really cool. I think the only house that really disappointed me was dueling dragons. What did you think? It wasn't scary, but I like the storyline just because it was based off of that really fun roller coaster from back in the day in Islands of Adventure. Yeah. But not scary. Oh no. At, but the sets the sets are amazing in there though. It's like high yeah. fantasy. It was really cool. The storyline was great, but it definitely wasn't scary. There was a part where you can choose your path from yeah. fire or ice, which was kind of cool. And everyone was going fire, so we went ice and it was just completely empty and i thought this is where it's going to get really scary because there was no one and normally in these houses like it's a constant conga line of people and nothing happened yeah it was just they gave you the choice but they didn't really put any effort into that yeah like it was the last like two seconds of the house you split up but there was nothing in these rooms so i guess it was just the scare is you don't know if something's gonna pop out but nothing popped out so Mm. have you have you ever been to the Horror Nights here? 
No, I want to, and I always miss it because normally I go out by you in like early November, but by then it's all gone. Yeah. Well, because the other thing I was going to talk about is the terror tram, which is normally very cool. So it's, they take you on the tram that you would normally do the studio tour on. And last year, I believe there was some sort of circus theme or there was like clowns with chainsaws. It was really cool. You walk through all these sets, you walk, you walk past the actual house from, um, Oh, it's from Psycho, like the actual set house. And you even walk through the set of Nope, like that. I don't remember the name of that little town, but you walk through there. Um, but this year the theme was Bugs, and it was just really fucking stupid. Like, it, was, it just sucked. It sounds like they took the theme of the bug haunted house last year from Orlando. I guess so. They, it just was bad, the, the props. Why Bugs? I don't know. It had nothing to do with anything. It the best thing about it was when you're on the tram going there, there's this little video that you watch that kind of looks like one of those like drag race when they do the acting challenges. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> but otherwise, it was stupid. The props looked like they were from Barty City. It it wasn't good. It was really just and it wasted a lot of time. I was actually mad that we I mean, I got on every house because as I mentioned, I did the thing where you come early. But the friends we met up with, I feel like I felt bad. It was like a waste of time. So is the tram on like tracks or they can just drive no, wherever they want? There's to. a road there's a road that it goes down because normally it goes through the tour and it goes in the back lot and everything. So it goes to this one area and then you get off. But you wait a while to get off because I guess they have to make sure everybody that got off before is out of the way. And it wastes a lot of time. Then you walk through this little area that kind of looks like the Bates Motel, but for this year there was just a bunch of bugs. And then there was like a spider hallway. It's It was really weird. It wasn't very good. But again, you do walk through the set of Nope and they had all the actors. They looked like they were from the movie Us. So that was really cool. But everything else, it was just stupid bug shit. It wasn't very good. Do they take you through the normal tram? Because I know like you get to see like a Jaws area. No, that's not for that. Yeah, they skip all that. That's for during the day. But that's very I've cool. I've seen the video of the tram, and that jaw section is so sad looking. It is, but it's fun to see. Like, it's, you know. Comparing they, it to, like, the OG Jaws ride in Orlando. Oh, yeah, definitely. But it's always fun because they have the, just kind of like a, the same thing, like Jungle Cruise in Disney World. They'll have the, the tram person is, like, they're putting on a show. If they're good, they're good, and it's, like, fun. Yeah, I need to go. I've never been to the one in Hollywood. You should wait at this point because they're making the new roller coaster. So wait till that's over, that's made. I did go to Super Nintendo World. That was fun. I feel like if I go to that, I'm going to get really disappointed. It's cute. I heard it's really small. It is. Um, it's packed with people. Well, when we went, because we did the 2 p.m. entry and then so we could do the early access for the houses, um, we were allowed to go back from 7 to 10 p.m into super nintendo world and there was like no one there and we went on the ride twice the mario kart ride that we didn't wait in line at all it was a lot of fun does that actually go fast no it's like one of those trackless rides but it has like a vr you wear a visor and it's like a vr visor and then you shoot like you know how mario kart you shoot shells and bananas and stuff at people you do that it's fun i wouldn't wait two hours for it but i didn't wait at all I can't wait for them to open up Epic Worlds in Orlando. That's going to be really cool. 
they're going to have the universal monsters and i think they're even going to have like pokemon and shit in the nintendo oh really that could be cool i haven't been there in a long time All right, so everyone right now is talking about No One Will Save You, and I know you had a chance to watch it, and I watched it too. What did you think? Um, I would rate it a solid like 2.98 out of 5. It was good when it was good, and then it was a little ham-fisted with the the like kind of emotional themes of it. I would give it something similar. I'd probably give it a C. A solid C. I didn't think it was bad. Yeah, definitely not. Coming from someone that is terrified, terrified, terrified of aliens, um, I just felt like they squandered a lot of potential. But it was still like an entertaining movie. It just wasn't mm-hmm. scary. And for someone who's legit scared of aliens and alien abductions and greys and all that, I don't know. I don't know how they fumbled that. I Well, honestly, the, the scene in Nope was when it was like actually the kids oh was God. scarier than anything in this movie. <laughs> I stopped breathing. <laughs> and then it was fake. The scene in that shed when yeah. you think it's those little aliens, I literally stopped breathing. And yeah. in the start of this movie, it it was scary to me, but they have the alien reveal like right at the start. And I don't want to get too spoilery, but this is literally within the first five, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. They show you the alien up until that point. I was terrified. Yeah, it it does a good job. It's it's kind of like a home invasion thriller at the end of the day with like cool special effects because there's aliens. I don't think the special effects were that good either. The CGI. Did you think it the C It was less so it was less so the alien CGI and more so when they kind of like did the cool stuff with like the alien beams and like freezing people in place and stuff like that. That was really cool, I thought. And the just overall the set design, the lighting, the cinematography was very well done. I will say that. Um, but yeah, it kind of, it just lost it its steam. Bad. It yeah, wasn't definitely bad. Not. It was entertaining. It just, as a horror movie, I would think it's more of like a, yeah, an action thriller movie. Mm-hmm. And the idea of the no speaking throughout worked for a while. Cause of course, when an alien's in your home, you're not going to start screaming and yelling. But eventually it was like, girl, you, you must have something to say here. <laughs> There's nothing going on. Especially like she gets on a bus like right after the first. She put on invasion. she put on the emoji with the glasses and the nose and a mustache. <laughs> and she put that on. I'm not even kidding. She puts that on basically and gets on a bus and acts like she's running from the law. It makes no sense. Please delete that. Like delete it from the movie. <laughs> Stupid. It was... It was a choice. It really yes. was. But, I mean, it was all right. I don't know why everyone's losing their mind over it. And I don't see how people are saying it's very art healthy. I didn't think it was. Oh, no, not at all. It's well made. It's technically well made. So, in that and I regard, think I guess. The girl did a really good job. Oh, yeah. Caitlin Dever. Yeah, she did a really yeah, good job. Yeah, she's great. But it wasn't, at least for me, I don't know how people are saying it's terrifying. Yeah, it it leans a little too heavy on, well, obviously I can't say any kind of spoilers, but it leans into the emotional kind of storyline of why she's a recluse. And it just kind of, 
in the third act is almost just like, here, we're going to explain this all to you. We're going to use aliens as a tool to do it. And I don't like that. Yeah, but it, it's definitely worth a watch. And if you have, oh, Hulu, yeah. why not? Yeah, it was it was fun. I, I was I was never bored. I will say I don't know if it's because I have I'm like on the cheapo tier, but I don't understand how in a movie there's commercials because there were some parts when they they would like inject a commercial and it would just like ruin any kind of tension. Oh, I didn't see that. I I, I use somebody's Hulu who doesn't have commercials. <laughs> you have the premium account. No, I don't. Yes. I don't. But normally I I'll, I'll like watch. TV shows, so the commercials don't bother me as much. But in mm-hmm. this movie, in a quote-unquote suspense movie, Home Invasion, the commercials were not good for the movie. Ooh, yeah, you have to think about that. So are there any other standout Alien movies to you that you think are superior to this movie that everyone is screaming about, saying that it's the greatest? Um... I'm not a big alien movie person, to be honest. Like, I like the alien movies, um, alien invasion, abduction type of stuff. Um, I mean, it's not really all that scary, but I always thought War of the Worlds was really good. The, War that of remake. the Worlds was really good. Dakota yeah. Fanning's in that, right? Yeah, that always, that's like a very good movie. That always, like, that stands the test of time to me. Um, also, can if you, you go imagine? to Halloween Horror, if you go to Halloween Horror Nights in Orla- uh, Hollywood, you can see the plane crash. They have an actual, the full crashed plane from that movie there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's actually really cool. You can walk right by it on the on the tram tour. It's so crazy how relevant that movie feels today, especially with all the alien mm-hmm. talk. Like aliens have been in the news lately so much. Like, I mean, how close in, are we to that actually happening? I'm very close because apparently they're in Mexico. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> the government told us. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, uh, I like I like that movie Super 8, but it's more kind of Steven Spielberg, like, cute than it is scary. You know? Uh, have you ever seen The Fourth Kind? I'm sure you have. I have, and that movie scared the shit out of me. Okay, so that's that's the one I haven't seen because when it came out, I was like, no, that will that will make me not sleep, and I just never saw it. But I I feel like yeah, it's scary, probably right. For me, it was scary because I feel like a lot of that is very believable, even though mm-hmm. going, I've probably seen the movie at least five times, and I've done a decent amount of Google searching on it, and it's all fake. No. There's no way any of that is is even real but i mean who cares yeah um, mila jovovich is you know an angel sent from god yes so um, she's literally whatever. uh joan of arc hello yeah she's great i love her and seeing her get possessed by aliens and lose her children because she's an unfit mother because of Ooh. aliens is great maybe i'll have to watch it at some point yeah, I don't know if it's still good, but I remember there were some scenes in there that probably haven't aged very well, but mm. it scared the crap out of me when it came out. I think it was like around 2008 or 9. Well, to me, what I what I remember of seeing stuff from it, it, it was giving very like paranormal activity meets like some sort of alien movie. Yeah, the whole premise was this psychotherapist was hypnotizing people and they were uncovering these alien abductions. And um, towards the end, you get into some heavy 
like ancient aliens theory shit, oh. Oh. which is kind of crazy. But I don't know if I believe in any of that stuff. It's just a movie, but I definitely think it's possible. Crazy. I mean, aliens. aliens have to exist in some capacity. We don't know. I mean, I don't think little little Mister Gray Men walk around with on their stilts, but something's out there. I feel like it's impossible and silly to think that we're the only things. Exactly. It's truly impossible. It, yeah. It's scientifically. The universe and the galaxy, like we're the only things and like no way. Yeah. Which again, in regards to um, the movie we were discussing, no one can save you. It, the aliens were those stereotypical big, tall gray men with big eyes. So if you don't really find that scary, if you think it's kind of like overdone, that's going to take you out of it. Yeah. Well, if, if we want to talk about the scariest alien movie of all time, and I will fight you, it's E.T. <laughs> no, okay. E.T., the scene with Elliot in the shed at, at no, nighttime. No, yes. When I was, we're, you're a year older than me. I was, we were the same age. Like, I have a memory of that running out of the room. I have a memory when I was a little boy running out of the room when my parents were watching that scene. I was terrified scary yeah and even even later in the movie when everyone's like all sick and stuff and in those tubes it's scary or like dead et or dying et i don't know because i never watched it again (laughs) wait are you serious (laughs) (laughs) that movie i'm pretty sure you can handle it now i remember when i had et on vhs and i believe it was a green vhs tape and that thing was like the devil in my house like keep it out don't put it in my room at nighttime. Take it with you. That movie was there was something green on that VHS tape that haunted me. I yeah. feel like I want to. I feel like I want to do like a little Photoshop edit of like the Exorcist Believer poster, but with you and ET. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the the thing is, I'll go on the ET ride no problem on, at Universal Studios. Like, but even even that ride is a little scary. You're like in the woods, mm-hmm. and like the whole line for that ride is kind of scary i feel I but know. then it gets into like um you're like e. in a happy yeah it's a et it's version a of it's a small world uh-huh they're like yay yeah. little cute aliens with flowers yeah. no but alien that scene when elliot meets et for the first time mm-hmm. at nighttime like i don't what was he doing like taking out the garbage yeah uh-huh and like didn't he throw a basketball or something like out in the misty driveway when when he's like putting skittles or Reese's pieces or something and that creature is like slowly waddling to the house (laughs) i i would self-immolate if i saw that in my house let me tell you this who thinks he's cute he's this ugly thing he's scary yeah he's scary but you wouldn't be scared of the aliens from no one can save you doing yoga in your house no, I don't think so. Like to me, to me, it's like they had a wonky like Xbox Connect, and they were trying to do like Dance Dance Revolution or something. <laughs> I mean, you have to stretch when you have limbs that long. I mean, it's it's just part of life. Very weird. And then I don't want to spoil too much, but like the first one had like bird feet, and it was like crawling on its mm, tiptoes. That was a little silly, yeah. Especially because they didn't have. I don't feel like they did. It was a very dark movie so i don't know why the aliens looked so bad in some scenes normally like the cgi doesn't work when it's well lit but the majority of the movie was in darkness why did it look kind of crappy yeah 
I don't know. I think it relied, it just relied too much on the themes of the movie. It was almost like one of the movies where it used horror and the aliens as a means to an end to tell a different kind of story. It was still entertaining, but it just was, yeah. Yeah, I, it was fine, but I don't know why everyone is talking like it's so scary. So, before we say our goodbyes. Wait, you weren't going to do trivia with me? No, you don't get trivia. Why? <laughs> I mean, we could have, but I didn't I really. I studied for years. No I'm kidding. way. I'm kidding. No, I didn't. I'd probably be bad at it, to be honest. Well, for the trivia, no one has gotten all the questions correct. Well, for me, I'm, an, I'm assuming a lot of people feel this way. But if I get if I feel like I'm put on the spot, I like, I blank. So, yeah. Maybe. I'm, I feel like trivia is so, like, it's impossible to know it all. Like, yeah. maybe if I were like, okay, we're only going to do alien movies. Yeah, definitely. But it's just too vague. There's no way anyone can know it all. No way. Even though at Brooklyn Horror, they do a trivia night, and I'm sure it's probably, mm. it encompasses, like, everything. Are you going to go to that? Mm, I'm going to go to Brooklyn Horror, but I'm not going to go to the trivia night. Mm. Yeah, I'm really only going to go Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Lewis is going this year, Sheree's going, and Samantha's going. So, before we say our goodbyes, is there anything that you would recommend to our listeners? Well, something that I've been obsessed with lately that I know you play too is Baldur's Gate 3. I have been like been consumed by this game. Yes. For anybody that doesn't like... know, it's a RPG that's based on Dungeons and Dragons with all the, the rule set, but it's a full on video game and you can pretty much do anything you want. Do you have a class that you main? Well, my main character for my current playthrough, his name is Joe Jean Brambledean. And he, he he is a warlock who started becoming a bard as he went through his journey because he kind of wanted to, like, sing and talk some shit as he went along. So that's him. But it's just so much fun just interacting with, like, everything in that game. You could do, you could just, you could be evil, you could be great, you could be somewhere in between. It's a lot of fun. I unlocked the spell to talk to the dead in that game. And, like... I will talk to everything that's dead. Yes. And it does it. So I don't really know much about Dungeons and Dragons before this, but I saw that movie that came out. Was it this year, last year, whatever it was. And there's a thing in that movie where you, when you talk to the dead, you can only ask five questions and then they die again. And they have that in this game. So when you have to be careful what you ask them, because if you want to ask a specific question, waste your turns. Yeah, exactly. It's so much fun. You could do anything. Like you, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm already gonna do like another playthrough when I'm done. I saw someone online that was doing like a necromancer playthrough, and his thing was, he had boxes, and every single dead body he'd come across, he would just put them in a box in his inventory, <laughs> so he always had bodies on command for when he was like playing. Because if you're a necromancer without corpses, like you're useless. Yeah. So he would literally just collect dead bodies. That's amazing. Exactly. See. And I I try not to save scum where you just save and reload if the thing doesn't go your way. No, you I just kind of got to go with it. You don't like right. you don't just go with the story though when you like fuck up. 
no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if if I make if I make an entire city hate me and attack me, I'll reload. But if I'm just like interacting with somebody and it doesn't go the way I wanted to, well, that's the story. I I was playing like that until I got to like the Druids Grove and they got like destroyed, and I didn't know like how permanent my decisions would be because that's like right around the start, and I was like, I can't live with this. And then I just restarted the whole <laughs> game. Like I didn't even go try to like find the save file i literally just deleted oh my god started again do you know about the dark urge character i do he's like that albino dragon guy yeah i don't know if you can customize his appearance but yeah so he i think when you play as him you specifically get a lot of dialogue choices where you just want to kill everything and i think you have to roll to not kill everything hmm so if you don't pass that skill check, you're going to murder everyone you see. Well, this isn't a spoiler, but in the Druid's Grove, there's like a ladder to like a second floor that I just recently found. And there's a nasty territorial squirrel. Oh, yeah, I met her. And I thought you get this option to kick it. And I honestly thought that it would just be like a cute, funny kick. No, you like obliterate the squirrel and it dies. <laughs> And I felt so bad because <laughs> this squirrel's like trying to attack you. So I figured like this would just punt it and it would just like go away. No, you like the thing blows up. I love I that. See, that's why I love this game. Also, there's horror elements in this game. The The main plot is that a bunch of mind flayers, hello, stranger things, come and basically abduct people and put little tadpoles in your head that will turn you into a mind flayer unless you find out the cure. They're not bad. They're just trying to reproduce. <laughs> <laughs> I would turn into a mind flayer if given the choice. They seem cool. I don't know about that. Hive mind? The only drawback hive is they mind? have to like eat brains. That's gross. And like the hive mind, don't you want to like watch Housewives? You're not allowed to. I'm sure the hive mind watches Real Housewives. Which 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 CD though? I don't know. I've I only have experience with Atlanta and New York. They probably watch New York because no, they want to like giggle. Oh, Salt Lake City's wild. Well, I know in the beginning there is a part where you encounter the Mind Flayer after crashing right at the start. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You could die right then and there. Like, in the ship? This goes to show you how much safe scumming I've done. Mm. No, when the, the ship crashes and you come across the Mind Flayer like underneath debris. Oh, yeah. And he's like, come here, my child. If you don't resist and you like coddle him a little, he'll just eat your face and you die and that's it. <laughs> like I didn't think that was possible. Yeah, anything's possible. I've I did reload once because I accidentally had one of my like main companions truly be killed. They were just murdered. And I was like, no, I don't want that to happen. But yeah, anything goes. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a it's a great game. I'm still like in act one though, so Is there any movies that you're looking forward to this Halloween season? Um, well, I, to be honest, wasn't really looking forward to Saw, but now I kind of am. It's getting good reviews. I'll watch it. I've, I've seen all of them. I don't remember a lot of what happens, but I'm kind of looking forward to it now. I've seen them all. I haven't seen Spiral, though. No, I actually didn't see that either. I heard that was but awful. I've seen the rest. Yeah, but yeah. I've been seeing people say that this is like, 
they were they were basically saying like it would be crazy if Saw Ten is the best sequel out of all the sequels. It makes sense in a way because it doesn't it take place like after one or two. It's very it's early like on. One point five. Yeah, so if it's like just hearkening back to all those before it got like a little too convoluted, that makes sense. But I'm looking forward to that, and um, I'm still looking forward to the Exorcist movie. I know there's a lot of haters on it, but I'm I'm still gonna watch it. I'm not a purist. If it's a good, if it's like a fun time, I'm I'm okay. I'll probably watch it when it comes out in streaming. But I don't know. Maybe I'll see it in theaters. We'll see. We'll see. Who knows? I'll still watch it. But I also like Halloween ends. So. <laughs> so where can everyone find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter that I don't use very often at Alex underscore M underscore Spoopy. But also I have a Instagram, Spoopy Alexander. That's where I post like stupid little Instagram stories. If you want to read my ranking on Halloween Horror Nights, you can read that on Horror Press. You can definitely plug that for sure. Yes. Um, talking all about the two cities and all of their mazes. What are the best? What are the worst? Um, if it's worth your time. And then after that, you'll see me for the holidays at Horror Press. So that wraps up episode 13 of our podcast. It's been a nightmare. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And don't be afraid to reach out and let us know what you think. And be sure to leave us a review on your podcast app of choice. We look forward to seeing you soon for the next episode of the Horror Press Podcast. <laughs>